the Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and we are back. We're recharged, we're ready to go after four weeks off. If only we had anything to speak about. Join the conversation on our socials. We're at Dude Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, we'll take a look at United's summer business so far, cast our eye over the Viaplay Cup and Championship fixtures, plus we've got Community Trust News, the women's team, and On This Day with the Arab Archive. It's all coming up on episode 198 of the Dode Fox podcast. Hi, I'm Dave Bowman, and welcome to the Dode Fox podcast. You better be listening. So welcome back to the award-winning Dude Fox podcast with Paul McNichol and myself, Ronnie Costello. How was your summer break? I've not had much of a break. I wasn't as fortunate as yourself, sunning it over and wherever the hell you were, Tenerife or wherever it was. I've still been knocking my pan in and uh, keeping society ticking over, Rondo. Uh, were you working on Friday? That would constitute that you've been off. Well, I was working for a mate on Friday. Uh, <laughs> free of charge, need, need I say. Uh, so that would constitute you've been off. Well, th- there was a, there was a homer. I don't know homer. Four weeks pass, right? Mm-hmm. And it's been really nice that people have said, oh, when are you back? When's it back? Bloody blah, and stuff like that. But because we had that extra week, mm-hmm. like realistically, we'd have probably come, we'd have come back last week. Yeah. But because we had to do that review of that wonderful season, mm-hmm. um, it kind of knocked us back a week and stuff, but yeah, it was a. It's been a relatively slow burner, and then it went. Oh no, it's actually Sunday. Like it's coming up this Sunday. Yep, yep. And just to to let the listeners in on like a, a minor difference this season, we us like we will be back together recording yes. uh, where it all began, I suppose. So is this our fifth season of doing this? Yeah, this is season? the first episode of season five. Yeah, yep. and we're back in uh, close to where it all began. We're what about? 20 metres away from where it all began. We're now in Costello's cabin. Uh-huh. Uh, location undisclosed, obviously, <laughs> because we didn't want groupies and nothing like that. Uh, so yeah, like hopefully, like when, when we started doing it, it was the season that we actually were in the championship and we got out. Hopefully it's uh it's the same end result this season. I know. Yeah, we are. It's been a it's been a good summer for that. Although the, the work on this started before, it was a, a good Arab John uh that built it. John Shields, a very good lad. He was, well. he put it in. It's been a little bit more work going on, but yeah, we're there. We've got a nice wee place for it, and of course, we've had to put uh, lots of alcohol in in case we have a, a similarly frustrating season. <laughs> and we're backed up by a signed shirt of Mister Ian Harks, who we sponsored last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, straight away I was looking, thinking that's probably worth a bit of money. I come in, I see see the jersey, and I'm like, you've devalued it there, buddy. But it's looking, it's looking very good. Yeah, it's and he's off good. the pastures new. He is, yeah. He's. Uh, I don't think it was any surprise no. he went back home. It's maybe a surprise he ended up on that side of the country. I thought he was possibly California bound. Hmm. Uh, but there's history, though, isn't there? With his dad and that, yeah, that yeah. Club well, I think I think the manager that, and that neck of the woods is where his family are based, mm. uh, from what I'm led to believe. And yeah, his old man played for that team. Yeah. Uh, the manager's Bruce Arena, who was the I think he was the manager of America in the '94 uh, World Cup. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, there's history, history over there for him, but mm-hmm. uh, it means nothing to us just now. No, it doesn't. It's been a, it's been four weeks of pain for a lot of people, I think. But 
uh, being the first episode, uh, as usual, we never come back and there's fireworks and whatever else, but there's always interesting things that have happened. Uh, we've got lots of bits to look at. We'll look at, you know, academy graduates. We'll look at any rumours. We'll look at players back for loan, players that have been brought in who could be leaving. But let's start with the players that have left. Mm-hmm. Forgetting the Ian Harks and the Edwards and the Pollitts and stuff like that, because we kind of touched on at the end. It's been well documented. That was weeks and weeks and weeks ago. But obviously since... Um, the summer's got underway. Jim Goodwin, of course, is the manager. He's got his own ideas. And one thing that he said at the back end of the season was, I'll no be hard to deal with if mm. you need to knock on the door. And I think that's maybe what's happened with a few of the players. First to go was the Lone Star, Carl Johan Eriksson. Well, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the How many games did you tell us he played? I think he played one game. Mm. Was it just a cup game? I think he played. Uh, He's yeah. got to move to that team. They done. They they were doing well, or they have done well. They, they, I'm pretty sure they won the league. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they won the league. I don't think he he <laughs> he had a similar role to Benji Seagrass that set like in their victory title triumph. But like. Ah, he's away. It's no surprise. Nah. Uh, nobody will be sad to see it. It didn't work out for him. Uh, and somehow, some way, we've got some money back for him. Yeah, listen, it's it's a frustrating one for that uh, and that he's went, but it's probably best for everyone involved there. Yeah. Um, after that, Stephen Fletcher was next to shake hands and, and head off. I'm a little bit surprised he's no joined anyone yet, mm-hmm. but he's played a lot of golf going by Instagram. But he's, again... Probably no a big surprise. No, no, and it wasn't. A, it it was mildly disappointing. I think that that when you, when you're a fan of a team that's just been relegated, and in the circumstances, in my opinion, anyway, the circumstances that it all came about, it looked like it was self-inflicted. Boys weren't trying as much as they could have, uh, and I'm not accusing him of being one of the guys. That like he was one of the few that you couldn't accuse mm. or, or chucking it. Uh, but. Like he was carrying a big wage, probably. You know, if rumours are to be believed, I think the the club maybe approached him and asked him, "Look, we'd like you to stay on, but <laughs> clearly we can't afford to pay you what we've just been paying you." Uh, it didn't work out, and he he shook hands and just agreed to tear up his contract and move on, so that so that it didn't mean that we had to pay anybody off or whatever. So it's it's disappointing, and I've saw I saw comments online at the time when it was announced saying, "Look, it's really it's kind of it's." It's annoying because he's part of the reason that we're in that league, and now he's he's not prepared to be part of the reason to get out of that league. And I and I get that, yeah. But that things like that piss me off as well. They've pissed me off all summer. But like from a business point of view, it, it makes sense to get him off the wage bill. But you've got to replace him, uh, and we'll get to that in a wee while. I would mm-hmm. imagine. Uh, Arno Zoom was next to uh, to head off. Who's he? Hmm. He, quite early on, I think we knew that Jim Goodwin didn't fancy him. Knowing a good or bad way, it just maybe know the type of player or whatever. But a huge disappointment there. It it made it made little sense at the time. Mm. He, he didn't seem to be the guy that we were needing. Uh, certainly, the positions that we were needing, he didn't seem to fill any of them. Uh, and he he barely played. Like even even under the guy that brought him in, he he barely played. Mm. So. Um, there's no surprise that he's away no yeah. surprise the surprise was that we signed him in the first place and that was the thing like you look back at that sign in and again depending on what group chat and that you're in but when you look at that sign in you think right listen if the manager at the time had said that's a player I want the club go and get him then fair enough mm-hmm. 
but it done nothing to the imbalance that we had. It wasn't a boy who was going to put the ball in the net. It wasn't a boy who was going to make a last ditch tackle. It wasn't a boy with hands that could play in the goal. It was just nothing. Meh. <laughs> it, just, it, 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 got, it added nothing to 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 the squad. Nothing at all. It, the only thing added was a hefty to the wage, wage bill. A hefty wage, yeah. <laughs> and this week, the final player so far mm-hmm. that has left has went about sixty mile along the road. Yeah. Again, a frustrating one, but at the same time, I'm just no surprised. No, no, he was never... Uh, there's a couple of layers to this. Like He was never going to be here next season, and I don't think. like The fact that the club signed him, pushed the boat out a little bit to get him, but they only they only gave him a two-year deal. So to or, me... Or he only agreed a two-year deal. Well, yeah, either way, but to me, I thought, right, we're hoping that he can replicate his form from his loan season yep. and then we can sell him on for a big profit. That, that's what it looked like to me. So regard, even if we had finished high up the league last season and, and qualified for Europe again, I still think he likely would have left. The fact that he's now went to Hibs is a bitter blow. Like It really is. I don't know if it's because it's a perceived rival, although they would <laughs> they would laugh at that because clearly we're not their rival this season. Yeah. But it just... Uh, it just feels disappointing uh, all over the place. It really does. Like he's left. We're in the championship. Boys are saying that, but he would have absolutely strolled it. Of course, he would have. Like, I've no doubt he would have. But that he was never going to play in the championship for us. Like he's. I don't want to say anybody's better than any any level, but like I, I would say, a Welsh internationalist. Uh, we a young laddie like him, and we all know like. We all know what he can't do, but we also all know what he can do. And if you put the right players around him, you've got a very good player on your hands. Uh, we didn't do that last season. In my opinion, we were asking him to do things that he's not suited to. He's not comfortable doing it. He can't do some of the things that we were asking. Uh, so it's, it, it is a bit of a blow. I, would, I dare say it's a bit of a blow to the club uh, because they would have been hoping to make... like plenty dosh on them and they've maybe just covered the cost of whatever they, they paid out last season see like even taking in his form last season mm-hmm. and you look at like his form the season before and I'm no I'm no sticking the boot in the hips here but do you not think that's I thought you'd have got a better move 100% yeah and that again that's why it's disappointing like, I'm, I'm, there's a bit of me disappointed for him like, <laughs> I, I, I mean he's going to get a lot of percentile wins in, in the, the coming twelve months. But, oh no! But does that does is that enough for him? Really, it's it's just yeah, and, that, that's, and that's the thing. I get. I just think it's a wee bit of a disappointment. I'm not saying it, it's obviously a step up just now, given that he's going back to the Premiership. I get that, but it's, pff, then again, it doesn't really. But in Europe, yeah, in yeah, but Europe. so are we last year. Oh, I, I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're a bigger club than us. Hmm. Uh, Potentially, they can be, they can be. Well, they will be better this season just because of where they are. But yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's it doesn't sit very well with me. It probably sits well with the the accountant at Tannadice because he's probably thinking, well, that's a fair scalp off the off the wage bill. Yeah, I mean, looking I mean, at looking at the players out in totality, the amount of money that must mm-hmm. be off that wage bill. Mm-hmm. Well, you're looking, I mean, if, if they brought in anything between 300 and 400,000 pounds, there's a sell on apparently between 10 and 20% any place. You know, you've obviously got the thing of Man United. I think if, I think we've done well to come out of this and no lost a lot of money, mm-hmm. given that he'll have went to Hibs on more money. I know there was a lot of rumours saying he was on 7,000 pounds a week and stuff like that. Um, I think he might be now, you know, and whatever else. Who but knows? I Who just, knows? 
you're frustrating as well. I mean, how many times have we saw a player go to like a Rangers, a Celtic, and you go, yeah. I mean, that is real better than your career. If you can get any teams, mm-hmm. you've done really well. <laughs> yeah. But we've seen so many go there. There's a certain goalkeeper who's played twice and uh-huh. is now chucking it and wanting to go back to Australia, go to Australia. But, you know, you look at that, whereas you look at a player like that and I go, you could see him in, but then you actually go, there's a lot of good players there. Mm-hmm. And I just think, like you, it's maybe just a bit sideways. That is, yeah. It's, I mean, if it's, it's sideways but slightly forward. Mm. But if you're a Hibs fan, know that any Hibs fans will listen to this, you'll be thinking, but we're a, we're a league above you. Mm-hmm. I, I totally get that. But for the laddie's point of view, when we signed him at the start of last season, 12 months ago, I would have thought, right, he's, if he's anything like he was on his loan spell, he'll get a big move. Yeah. And to me, Hibs isn't a big move. No, for him. Maybe if you're at East Stirling yeah. and you get a move to Hibs, that's a big move. But for a, mm. for a, somebody like Don Levitt, I don't think it's a big move. No, send a three-year deal as well. But again, mm. I think his eyes will probably be going back down south. He really wants to test himself. But well, ultimately, he's still young. I mean, well, that's of course the thing. he is. Of course he is. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's it's disappointing. Uh, it's really disappointing. There's loads of things that are disappointing, but that that was one of them. Yeah, no doubt. A lot of people talking about it that it's kind of like the you know the stake to the heart and stuff like that, and it's it feel it's the worst move and everything. Dylan Le- and this is nothing against Dylan Levitt and everything, but Dylan Levitt moving to Hibs has got nothing on the likes of Armstrong and Mackay Steve moving to Celtic, mm-hmm. you know, and Billy Dodds going to Rangers, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. They're worse than this. I get what people are saying. Yeah. Uh, but what are the ages of these people, though? Mm-hmm. Because for me, it's the Dodds one. Yeah. Oh. And Mackay Steven and Armstrong, I mean, that that, <laughs> that runs at a, a real close second. Mm. Uh, Levitt, it, it, does, it does sting. Like, I, th- I can't, I can't I, say I think it, if we're it? still in this league, yeah. it's, if we're in the Premiership, it stings yeah. a hell of a lot worse. You, you, know, you know, half the reason it stings is because we fucked it up ourselves. Yeah. Because we've managed to make ourselves end up in the championship, which has contributed to us having to accept whatever they've offered us just to get them off the wage bill. And I think that's part of the reason why it stings so much. But if, by comparison, it, it doesn't it doesn't bother us nearly as much as Billy Dodds going to Ibrox <laughs> back in 1999 or whenever it was. We must certainly be in like double, well into double figures now for players that have left in the back end of last season. Including, I mean, we were saying just before we come on that there's a load of young boys that have left. Mm-hmm. Some which are good, have found new clubs and stuff like that. But again, there's a fair few. There could be even up to 20. I'm, I'm trying to count this in my head, but um, there's a fair few that have went. I mean, there's yeah, well, six well, or seven at the end of the season. There's probably about 11 first-teamers, maybe seven uh, academy guys. Mm. Uh, and I know that there's, we'll, we'll touch on it, there's a few academy guys that have been like upgraded, they've been kept yep. on. And again, we'll get to it, but we, we ourselves have only brought in like three players. Mm. <laughs> the, the wage bill must be vastly reduced yeah I mean it was probably too much anyway I think that's I think that's like putting a, it lightly <laughs> yeah it was probably way too much but like it's, it's all speculation isn't it you didn't know but looking at the, the outgoings and the incomings there's clearly an imbalance yet again yeah next to leave there's a certain Aussie still in Oz he's never been back yeah. I don't think he'll be back yeah yeah um, there's, that's no surprise no and uh, who knows why he's there at it's potentially something uh, like a personal matter uh, and if it is that then obviously you hope everything's fine you hope everything works out for the guy uh, but I wouldn't ex- regardless of that I wouldn't expect him to be back anyway uh, I'd be amazed 
Yeah, me too. Be amazed. Me too. Um, it would be good if something could be said about it because I think there's a lot of a lot of this is how rumors start because of course it go, oh, lack a lack of communication. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the same with I mean, Mark Bergi, for example, right? Yeah. <laughs> his house is empty apparently his car's parked at Tanadice yet he turned up at training about two days after they photos and he went oh yeah right okay that that one to me Rondo uh, I cannot believe that he's still at the club and it's not that I've seen I saw him on Instagram and he posted holiday pictures and people were messaging him saying ah you should stay there like, that doesn't sit great with me and I feel a bit two-faced because I've slated him the last but I'm not slating Mark Barrigetti, the man. I'm slating the goalkeeper. Mm. And what he produced at the club last season, I don't care what league we're in. He can't be your goalkeeper. He just can't. And, and I've, again, I've saw, I spoke to my brother yesterday. He's over from Finland uh, for a week with his family. Can you play in the goal? He can't play in the goal, <laughs> man. He's away him on Tuesday. Uh, work permits and whatever as well. But he was like, I'm of a mind to give him a second chance. And I says, oh, okay. I says, now, I says, you're saying that. Because you've not been to any games. I says, what are your mates that go to the games saying? He's like, oh, no, they want them gone. I was like, exactly. <laughs> I say, exactly. I, I say, Steve-O, there is, n- in my opinion, there is no way that you can come back from from the disastrous season that he had. There just isn't it. And I'm no, I'm not being funny. I cannot believe that he's still, he's still here. I just kind of, I kind of get my head around it. I, I was kind of like, there was obviously the, uh, the, there was a video footage for trader or whatever else, and then it was, it was really weird because I was watching it and it didn't really click. But then I then saw a freeze frame of it, and he was he like, was oh, right at the end, yeah. and I was like, in his not? usual position, that's Charlie Mulgrew. Yeah, um, which is another name which is obviously in there. That's yeah, you know, uh, a lot of people are like mm. a while ago type thing because uh, again 100% he was dreadful last season but as a season before he was excellent of, co- of course he was but he was he was he was terrible last season yeah. I mean the amount of times he got caught under a ball yep. or or um, caught out of position or his pay or the lack of pace or whatever like I think if he'd if he'd had half the season he had the season before well might have would, fine. would, would have been a wee bit better but, off, yeah but th- those are the three for me that I'm. I'm I, although I'm, I'm really surprised there's not been nothing along the lines of Glenn Middleton. But I know he didn't have a great season, but I just. Injury as well. Yeah. But those three are certainly. None against Beach. I kind of see it be the other two. Per- personally, I have nothing against any of them. No. But, no, no. but Mark Burrigetti and Charlie Mulgrew weren't good enough last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we meant to believe that they're going to be any better this season? In Burrigetti's case. He, he can't be any worse like I would say that but he's he's burned all the bridges and he's dug up all the footpaths to the bridges like he can't there's no coming back in my opinion there just isn't it uh, and Charlie Mulgrew I, th- I thought he was done at the start of last season I think I said that to you either on this or privately after the Sunderland game I thought he's like something's happened to him in the summer like he's maybe just hit the wall and that, that's it and nothing that he'd done last season a perfect clamp in my, my puss when he scored against Ross County at him uh, nothing tells me that he's that he's going to be any better, even just dropping down a level. I, I just, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. But then it's, again, self-inflicted because we signed him and in the contract it said, if you play X amount of games, you'll get a third year. Mm. We played him in X amount of games, so he gets that third year. I think if, if it stays, because obviously we've got a preview and everything coming up at 
for the um, via play. What I was calling the bet Fred up until yesterday, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I changed it to the via play. <laughs> Obviously, to the via play, um, we've got Spartans on Saturday. If it stays as it is, mm-hmm. I'll be amazed if he plays. But amazed. Guy. Mm-hmm. amazed. Yeah, I don't think he'll play. I think Newman will be number one uh, as it, as things stand. Me as well. Yeah, but I, but I'll also say I'll be disappointed. Yeah, if, if we've not yeah. brought. Like as as much as I'm surprised that he that Mark Baraghetti is still here, I'm equally as surprised that we haven't brought anybody brought, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the noises coming out of the club, like oh, it's difficult to to get people to come to the championship. I don't want to hear that. I've no interest in hearing stuff like that. No. just get it done. Yeah, like uh, you tell me. Look, Keith Watson, for example, he went for Ross County to Wraith Rovers, I mm. believe. Mm. I would have had Keith Watson. I would have had Keith Watson. As I, well. would, I, I would want him because of where we are. Like, I wouldn't have probably wanted him if we were a premiership team, but we're in the championship. Mm. How can they attract somebody like that and, and we're not even looking at, at something like that? Yeah. We, for a start, it's, an, it's a position of need. It's also a right-footed centre-half. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's a position of need. Like We've got, we've got so many areas that we still need to fill, in my opinion. And one of the reasons, probably the main reason that I was quite on board with keeping Goodwin on is because, regardless of the fact that we all shut the bed and lost five games out of five at the end of the season, he was in the building. He worked with the players for three months. He must have known, in most people's opinion, exactly what was needed and exactly the sort of areas of the team that that need filled, one needs to get emptied, one needs brought in. And here we sit six days or five days when this comes out away from playing Spartans in the cup mm. and we've brought in three players, no goalkeepers. And we've still got all the goalkeepers. It's uh, it's it's beyond belief to me. It really is. Players I have come in then. Ross Dockery has joined midfielder for Partick, Liam Grimshaw, uh, midfielder slash right back, according to my facts, mm-hmm. uh, Frey Green Morton, and Kevin Holt, the left centre back slash left back from Partick Thistle. Yeah. Probably, as it's been said since it's been a wee while since they signed, some of the types of players that we've been lacking, going on what people have said, I can't say I'm an expert on any of them. Mm-hmm. But lots have been said from those clubs and losing those players, they seem quite gutted that those players yeah. have left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm aware of Doherty and Holt. Uh, Doherty, I've always thought he was he was a decent player. Like, I, I can remember him at air uh, and towards the end of the season when Partick were on TV a bit watching their games, uh, and he he always stood out. He's, he, he is a, he is quite a good player, and he's the sort of player that we didn't have. Yeah. Uh, Grimshaw. I didn't really know much about him, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, I think he was Morton's Player of the Year was, yeah. last season. So, like, <laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> that he can come in and do a job. Uh, and Kevin Holt, uh, I'm absolutely not sold on that one at all. But that's because he was at Dundee years ago. He was loping. And I, I never really rated him at Dundee. He was a left back at Dundee, though, wasn't he? Yeah, and he played yeah. set a half, and he, and he also contributed to one of, one of my lowest moments following <laughs> United when he when he was an arsehole and he scored against us in the four 0 game yeah. at Queen of the South. Uh, so so yeah, I wasn't doing I wasn't doing cartwheels at any of the signings, but but that's the thing, Rondo. When when you find yourselves in the championship, out with Shankland, 
what player did we sign last time and you're and it's unanimous you're like oh that's a great it doesn't happen no. like boys it doesn't happen because no. you're at the level so you get a certain level of player Shankland was the anomaly Shankland mm-hmm. was Christ there's a lot of teams allegedly wanting him whether or no they were or, or not who knows mm-hmm. the spin that come, can come out of the club at times but we all knew of Shankland like he had tormented us <laughs> like we had all seen it uh, he almost went out his way to torment us on occasions. Uh, so that was that was a massive, massive signing. So we, we, we're we not going to make any massive signings. Uh, it's just going to be boys that are hopefully going... And, and the thing is, you don't have to. You don't have to. Not in this league anyway. It's it's no a great standard of league. As Gammon Goalposts on Twitter pointed out last week, he says, look, I can boys are getting a bit upset with United and frustrated. But this league was won last year. We uh, a team that had Kami Kerr as the captain. So it was beautifully put. And he's got a point. Like mm. it, you didn't hate to be Lionel Messi and Kylian Mbappe to hear a successful season I think in this championship. The big thing for me is I think in that championship now, based on the teams that are there, you just need to be less shite than other shite because yeah. And th- this is going on back and forth on group chats that you know it was like oh we're we're this we're that and I'm like look at the team that won the league last year they were I know loudman every I, time I seen them yeah I know and and the question I I've asked to a few people is. How many of that team that won the championship last year would you take mm-hmm. based on whoever we've got? How many you take in? Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of young boys. What's that? Yeah. So what does that tell you? I know, I know, but it's it's no any less frustrating uh, when you when there's such a lack of activity, apparent mm-hmm. lack of activity. Yeah. Now, no doubt they'll absolutely do us up like. Couple of kippers, and there'll be eight signings between now and this coming out on Monday morning. That's just what the club did us now and again. But it's it's just boys are unhappy. Like a lot of fans are still unhappy, myself included, about the fact that we got relegated. Never and, and all unhappy, shocker, and the manner in which it happened. Mm-hmm. Like we all saw it coming. It it just even like the the relegation before. Even though we look back and think, Christ Almighty, we signed him, we signed ah, but we were at least. At least trying, like we were trying everything. We were signing boys, cinema pongo boys that we should never have signed, but at least there was something. And like we got to January there, we all knew, right, we're crying out for a keeper. We're crying out for Noah Hay, just one striker. And we've done nothing. Like, we, what did we do? We hindered ourselves by loaning out our striker. And that's somebody that we, that we need to speak to as well. I don't know, if you've. Uh, what, what your what your script is just now, but I'm thinking Tony Watt, like he's he's obviously come back, and he's another guy that done his best to burn out the bridges with United and United fans, and they've, again they've put a wee bit of a positive spin on it, or they've tried certainly saying uh, he, he regrets saying it, and it was possibly aimed at like a previous manager who didn't really rate him or didn't get on with him, mm. and that's fine. Like if he if he comes back and he scores a couple of goals. Like I'm as fickle as the next fan. Like I will sing his name and put my T-shirt on again. It's no problem. But the thing that concerns me is Goodwin coming out and saying he he can be your Shanklin this year. Yes. Now yeah. I, I don't can if Goodwin has access to the Arab archive on his uh, his laptop <laughs> at Tanadice or wherever it's in Andrews. But he just has to go and have a look and see Shanklin scored 29 goals for us in about 33 games that season. And Tony Watts scored five goals mm-hmm. in 40 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to be your Shankland. And um, it's no overly encouraging to me that we're pinning our hopes on him. I think if it had been him and Fletcher, that's maybe different. I mean, that that, that level of player should 
terrorised championship defences. But if Tony Watt's going to be like the main man and we're supplementing it with Kai or Rory, like, I, I don't see... I just I find it hard to believe that that's that's going to get the job done for us. If Tony Watt was to get 10, 12, 15 goals next season, I'd be quite happy for when up as champions. Uh, if he gets no goals and we go up as champions, then I'm, I'm quite happy. I think I'm... <sighs> but would you put any money on it, though? No, I wouldn't put money on it, but I'm, I'm, no, I'm probably no disappointed that he's still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's got a point to prove to himself. Well... I think he's got. Uh, Does he look like the sort of boy that cares about stuff like that, though? It's it's weird. I mean, I mean, I'm, I don't obviously watch his vlog or anything like, but he uh, he's back and whatever else, and it didn't work out for him at St. Martin, and I totally get that. But I'm no massively disappointed. But again, ask me at the end of September when he's not scored a goal, then I'll be fucking driving him any place. But I think we've got. You know, that if he's in the building, and again, if you want to move into the players that have come back for loan as well, you know, you've mentioned a couple of them, but you're looking at, you know, Archie Meekison's come back, was mm-hmm. injured, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Declan Glass, Logan Chalmers, Chris Mockray, Flynn Duffy, Leighton Bisland have come back for loan, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that I get the whole X amount of players have went out, Y amount of players have come in, there's still an imbalance. I, I I think we I think we we give a wee bit more slack to a lot of players than some, but I would like to. These young boys that have come back, so let's see what they're made of. Mm-hmm. You know, I think boys like Chris Mockery had a really good season last year at Dunfermline, mm-hmm. but again, I would put him and Glass and Charmers and all in a. It's a wee bit last chance for them. I would think. I would say I would totally agree with you in respect of Glass and Charmers. Because they're now 23. Like, mm. okay, it's young. Like, when you get to my age, 23 is young. But they've been they've been in football for a number of years mm-hmm. now. Declan, I mean, we love Declan. Like, he, oh. was, he was great with us. Great. Like, he, we, at his best, we could see what he could bring to a team. That, but Hibs. Yeah, like, he was, he was very good. But it, it worries me that he went on loan to Kilmarnock, barely played. He went on loan to Ireland, barely played. He went on loan to Cove. Barely the second played. time, yeah. The second time, yeah. The first time he was excellent, but that was about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that does concern me. Are we are we now pinning our hopes on on someone like that to replace Levitt? I mean, that that's your as close as you like for yeah, like, I would yeah. imagine. Logan Chalmers went to Inverness, done all right. Apparently, went to Air, done quite well. I think they were disappointed last season when he left. Went to Tranmere, sat on his ass. Mm. But again, like these boys have been in around United for a number of years. They these boys have got to hit the ground. There's so many things that have got to hit the ground running. But I would say that these two are certainly in that bracket as well. Mm. Um, Chris Mockery, you obviously featured him quite a lot last yeah, season, and yeah. seemed to have a really good season. Again, he's a player that, in the wee glimpses I've seen of him, very very pleasing on the eye with, with the ball, the feet, the way he carries it, the way he can play. But there was also times at United. It was one. It was a Hearts game. I think we lost. Uh, where he, I think he maybe only played 45, 60 minutes or something. He was oblivious. But again, that was a couple of years ago. He, he's a wee bit more mature now. He's a wee bit older. He's more streetwise when it comes to to football. He's had more games. It's I, not easy in League One either. Of course, it's not. But I, I think 
I think what we, me and you are, are kind of agreeing on here is, that, all right, these guys have come back, your Archies, your Declan, Logan, uh, Mochrey, Flynn, Leighton, Bislin. Yeah, yeah, apparently they are all good players, but there's we're, we're more hoping that rather than, oh, right, we're banking on these boys, these boys will definitely step up to the plate. You, you just, it's a gamble. Like, if we are thinking, we didn't hate to replace all these guys that have left because we've got all these guys coming back for loan, that to me is the gamble of all gambles. Mm. And it doesn't sit great with me just now. And that's no slight on any of these guys. But at United, in the championship, the expectation is going to be as high as it's ever going to be. Because we, we, we hit a win the league. On a big fish in a small pot. Of course you are. Like, but even even level-headed fans are thinking, no, we hit a win this league. We are the, the biggest and the best team in this league. We have to win it. Mm-hmm. Can these guys handle that expectation? As it's obviously looking, if Aziz goes, Scotland man, I would imagine is the first choice left back. He was brilliant last season, wasn't he? Flynn Duffy, back up. Would you give that a chance? Well, we're going to have to. We're, we're going to have to. And he's at least went out on loan and played. Mm-hmm. Like the the one thing that I would criticise the loan system that that we've the way that we've used it certainly is we put guys out on loan and half them barely played. Like the last couple of years, I, I, I don't know. I didn't understand what the hell we were trying to achieve. But Flynn Duffy, he went to Peterhead and almost played every week, played very well. Mm. Uh, and then he went to Stirling and helped him win the league. Yeah. Helped him win. So he's, Kai, of course, as well, the first course, half of the season. Well, he was probably one of their players of the year, mm. uh, even though he was only there half a season. So Flynn probably deserves a chance, yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, that, you've got to give these guys a chance to to let them prove to you that they can either do it or they can't. Mm. But, but my concern is... We can't really be taking too many chances because we've got to get out of this league. Mm-hmm. Like it was no fun the last the last time we were doing there for four years. It was absolutely soul destroying as a fan. It really was. Liam Bisland is um, was pictured on some of the Facebook pages going, "Was oh, this boy on trial? Where's he come from?" The leader of the Fintry Sham. He's like. He is the oldest looking 80, 90 year old <laughs> in, in that team right now. Um, another thing that's been sort of out on loan and stuff like that. And again, it's a player that's not really been around mm-hmm. a first team environment, no being mentioned as much as others as well. Yeah. You know, um, he's a right back, yes. seven and a half, certainly. Yeah. We're obviously um, weak over there as well because we've only got sheep. There's, mm-hmm. no, there's no backup. And again, I don't know if that's the, the plan, maybe initially, that do you need to bring in? two first-team right-backs, two first-team left-backs. But like you said, same goes for Leighton. These guys need to take a chance when they get it mm-hmm. or it'll be a case of, well, they've had their chance and then and yeah. it, it is what it is. Yeah, there's just a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on everybody this season. And Young Elch went out on loan but got injured. Yeah. Really unfortunate, obviously. Yeah, and he's a good player. Like he's, he's, a, he's a real, a real classy player. Uh, like We've joked about it for years, like, Old head young shudders, mm. uh, but he is a very, very good player. But again, like he's 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 going to hit a then up that because if we're going to be relying on him, we can we could if he's over his he's, uh, his fitness issues, then his level uh his the standard that he's produced in in glimpses and in brief moments for us that we've all seen, like he's going to hit a date more often. Mm. Uh, they they all do. Mm. <laughs> that's the only thing that's going to get us over the line. It's really interesting where the team is just now where the players that have went and the boys that have come back on loan, you know, were really struggling for a right-footed centre-half. 
right when, side when, of you, when you say struggling, you mean within a hen. Correct. Um, <laughs> unless you're sure and Leighton and as a centre half. But yeah, I think I mean it was shown in the friendlies there's it's been um Graham and Hole and, and Mulgrew left footed, whatever. So mm-hmm. they're certainly there. Midfield, obviously there's a couple of guys now in there in terms of, you know, Doherty, Grimshaw mm-hmm. that might be able to do the perceived dirty work and mm-hmm. we're sibled. We've got exciting young talent that haven't taken the step yet, but we still need those players, the you know, double ten, love it. Don't need a double ten. Um, something like that. You know, when you look out wide, again, it's young. It's you know, it's a Kai, it's a Kujo, and then up front, you know, it's Tony Watt, Rory McLeod, and Tony Watt. It's no fully fit yet either. Yeah. You know, Miller Thompson's been around it, but you know, it's all all the all these names, Ronnie. If anything, I've told you about them because we're going to see that at the academy games and mm. keeping a close eye on the loan watch. And, and I know that they, there's all there's promise in most of them, but this is a high pressured season. Like I don't know. I, I, I mean, you, at the, in the fullness of time, it could be proven that I was absolutely way off. But I just I'm no sitting here comfortably with any sort of level of confidence that we'll be all right this season. I I just don't know. Mm. And I think it's very hard for anybody to have any level of confidence saying, ah, oh, well, squish this league. <laughs> you would probably accept winning it by a point, like, quite happily, or a goal, a goal difference or something. But I don't know. Like, it's it's very hard to tell what's going on. Mm. As presently constructed, I'd be amazed if we won the league. Mm. Amazed. But obviously there will be at least one or two you would, you would hope that would still come in and that we've the goalkeeper situation still because as as pish as we may have been last season the goalkeeping situation cost us I, I mean, points I, galore I mean for myself I, I, we we need a we need a goalkeeper we need an R centre half why do, why do you think that's not been addressed yet then because <laughs> because from January last season like, mm. if you want to be generous like yeah. we probably can't before then but for January yeah. La- this year we knew we needed a goalkeeper yeah no, we I'm haven't not. signed a goalkeeper I mean obviously the, the the rumour mill says that we've been turned down by two goalkeepers you know and um, two foreign goalkeepers there was obviously a lot of noise about Trevor Carlson and stuff getting mentioned um, I did hear a rumour this morning uh, when you're talking about your favourite goalie ever um, Mark Baragiti that St Johnston might be in for him well, Craig Hinscliffe went there, didn't he? Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, um. <laughs> yeah. But is he needing a lift? It's a f- <laughs> join the queue. <laughs> um, I think obviously we need a goalkeeper, we need a right side of centre half, we need uh, a bit of width in midfield, probably. We need a wee bit, probably a wee bit of help width up front, and we need another striker, regardless of Tony Watts fit or not. We need another striker. So for me, five or six. Still, but again, the the noises that you're seeing coming out of the club and and Jim Goodwin's interviews, he's saying, "Oh, we'll maybe look to bring one or two in," mm. and that th- there feels like there's a massive disconnect just now between the punters and the club, and things like that aren't helping. Like if he's if he was to come out and say, "Look, I can that we need five or six. However, budgets are dictating here, and I can only bring in one or two. Or I'm here, going to, have to go through the loan market or whatever. I think that more people would then understand, but 
as like now that I've said that, you would probably get more criticism aimed elsewhere within the club, whether it be the chairman or whether it be the, the chief executive or something. I just think it's it worries me that we th- that we think apparently we think we only need one or two players in mm. because I've spoke to a, a number of fans. I'm speaking to you right now, and, and like we could we could you've just named five or six that we need. So does he think we're all right? And if he does, then that tells me that he's going to be relying on mm. Archie Mikkelsen, Declan Glass, Logan Chalmers, these guys. That and it's concerning to me because they've never they've never proven it over any sort of lengthy period of time. Mm. I certainly think the loan market is something that will have to be explored. Yeah, again, I mean, when you look at the success of guys like you know Shafanko and stuff like that that came in, um, nobody can why he was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, and the loan market can work. I mean, it's it's obviously, I mean, the loan market for a still an Albion worked. Come for United for a couple of players and stuff, and and some it doesn't work for Archie Meeks and he goes and gets injured, and that yeah. that's the way it is. And yeah. you know, Cove, I think change manager or whatever mm-hmm. else, and there's a lot of things like that. But I certainly think it's something that will need to be kind of looked at as well. There was obviously a bit of noise um, in terms of. Players that could come in, but the big boy Air, mm-hmm. old big Dippo, uh, Akinyemi, I mm-hmm. think's his surname. Handful. I've seen a lot of players saying he's hopeless. So, I'll tell you what, if a boy's hopeless could score 24 goals, I will take him any day of the week. Yeah. Um, but I would like to be that type of big, a big bustling centre uh, forward, yeah, uh, to complement somebody else like a Rory McLeod dare I say even a Tony Watt how do you think we'll line up next season formation wise I've got no idea 4-4-2 no idea it might be more expansive just because you've you've got a guy like Cujo who apparently yesterday was very good you've got Fotheringham who who is very good mm. I mean that's potentially two wingers and if you I don't know I kind of like Cujo you you kind of task him with Tracking back and defending, he doesn't. I don't think he'll ever hear that in his locker. Like there's some boys that don't hear, and you're like, oh, we could work on that. And I think you could work till the cows come home, and that's not going to be in his, in his, mm. uh, in his locker. He's his strong suit. If he's got any, is getting the bar, running at boys, attacking them. Mm. And the more that he does that, the more confident he'll get. The better he'll feel about himself, and hopefully it pays off for us. So there's no doubt that the championship could be great for some of these young boys mm-hmm. that play when I don't think any of our young players ever play with any fear mm-hmm. I think they all are confident fair for when Kersmith was playing at 16 but if fans are on their back and yeah. that, that will come if results don't go our way and that's how I'm saying I don't can mm. I don't can if they can handle the pressure but I think I mean if, as a, if you play these boys and you get after a great start they'll they could potentially run away with it because they'll be they'll be on a high. They've always been confident lad. Declan mm-hmm. Glass, really confident lad. Uh, but if you start the season poorly, results banana skin at Gayfield, which we'll get to. Like if you didn't get good results as straight, a fan straight away, you're sitting in the the new newly really renamed Dode Fox podcast stand. Mm. Um, When's I got announced? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> um, you're the nail. Regardless of who we're playing, mm-hmm. and Kujo's playing right wing, mm-hmm. he's getting the boys, getting on the boys, trying to make things happen. A couple of things done a workout against him, getting into a good position and passing it back, 
Now, you would rather him try something, beat a man or a cross. Or I, I know we, we, we speak about beating the first man with a cross because United were never good at that. Same with stopping crosses, no very good either. Mm. But I would be mere, at least he's trying to beat a boy and a boy tackles him, then I'm turning back and going backwards. Because how many times have we watched United when it was, we've had about 83 million passes between our back four today. Yeah. And that buzz went over the halfway line. Yeah. You know, you would, would you find yourself getting frustrated at that or would it be a case where he's at least trying? I know it comes to a point that, I don't think he's going to beat this man, but at least if they're trying to be expand, I mean, this might not be the way we're playing, but we're obviously playing like we're Brazil. Yeah. Uh, but trying to be expansive and trying to beat boys and trying to be exciting because I, I like because he, he he's direct. You don't know what he's going to do, mm-hmm. and I think he cares what he's going to do sometimes, and I like that. But I think you are right. The back side of it. The other side of it, of the defensive duties, the track and back is non-existent. No, non-existent. But like you say, if we got off to a good start, then you'll be allowed, allowed, maybe not right, but if we have five or six games really good in a row, we'll be, they'll be allowed a performance that are only a six out of ten because mm-hmm. the levels have been good. You know what I mean? But we, like you're on about banana skins and that, but it needs to start. Saturday, <laughs> like you don't even get to leak, but it needs to start there. Oh, it has um, to, it has to. But, but again, like, and, I, and I've spoken about this at length over the summer with, with fellow punters as well. It's disappointing when you shit the bed in the cup. It really, especially when we we done it the last time, we got bit 2 0 at him for East Fife. Mm. Scott Banks played that game, Harks was on the bench, I think we spoke about it with him. Uh, but ultimately, we then won the league that season. But I can remember the feeling right after that game because we had just started doing the podcast and boys were stopping us saying, ah, we need an emergency podcast. This is a disaster. Like, this is terrible. And it is. In the moment, it's terrible. And and if we kind of get out of group, we Spartans, Partick Thistle, Peterhead and Falkirk, it, there's going to be a real feeling of despondency about that. Yeah, and the team that day as well, you know, it was Benji, Liam Smith, Spurla, Reynolds, Watson, McMullen, Stanton, Butcher, Clark, Shankland and Banks played that day. The bench, though, given how long this was ago, this was 2019, mm-hmm. uh, Dennis Memmott, Jamie Robson, Ian Harks, Adam King, Chris Mockray, uh, Logan Chalmers and Louis Yapere. Yet, yet we won the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, there's a lot of changes since then. And nobody yeah, the, the really. Well, what happened the next game? A beat Inverness four one. Yes, yeah, you know. But that that was a that was pretty bad. You know, we drew we drew a Hearts, beat Stenis Muir, uh, beat Cowdenbeath, and then yeah, that was a home and it was it was horrendous. It mm. was it was that good. was terrible. That was terrible. Um, but yeah, no, the uh, no, no, the best at all. Before we get into just the start of um, the fixtures and stuff, uh, you mentioned that four academy graduates have extended their deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, three of them were one-year deals: Craig Muir, Leighton Bisland, and uh, Big Rory Adams, and uh, Brian Mwangi has signed a two-year deal. Um, I'm assuming with the numbers that have went, there's obviously still a, a, a decent sized squad there, but there's obviously a lot of pressure on these guys. A lot of one year, maybe a last year for a lot of them to. To try and get something out of that. Yeah, it's who knows the reason behind it. Maybe it's a case of trying to keep them on their toes, keep them motivated to to keep performing. Uh, maybe it's finances. Like, I, I would be surprised if it's finances down at that level because these yeah. boys will not be taking home uh, that that much money each week. Mm. You wouldn't think. Uh, 
but the like the guys on that list, Craig Moore. That, that always always baffles me that we've not seen more of him. I know because he came in that one game, and he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Rory Adams. He's a guy that's had absolutely no chances with us yet, probably due to his age, but he's went out on two loans and he's he's played all the time. Yep. So that'll serve him well. Uh, Bisland, he clearly looks like a man at the age of 12. And Brian Mwangi, I think there's... He's he's a wee guy. Uh, he's quite a tricky player as well. I think there's there's maybe a wee bit more hope that he's... Kujo, like size and player? Or? I would say Kujo's probably better than yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, but similar though as yeah, yeah yeah pre-season so far stayed at St Andrews um, mm. for it uh, beat his 5-3-2 beat Queen the South 2-1 play Motherwell on Tuesday and uh, bizarrely the final game of pre-seasons on the 29th of July yeah. after uh, because it's our free week in the via play mm-hmm. uh, cup um, you were in the bushes last week yeah um, how was it? Uh, it was Pre-season, yeah, it was pre-season. <laughs> no, but we say this every year, like because I'm you know the, the dumplings that goes along. I don't really. Of course, you want somebody to stand out and mm. put in a great performance, but it didn't happen. No, it didn't happen last week. Uh, but boys, can boys look on it really defeatist and like, oh, there's there's nothing nothing about us. Like, well, I kind of agree with you, but but it is the first game, and they're probably no nearly as fit as they will be going into the season. So who was um what who was playing? What what players were featuring? Who did you see? Well, everybody played. MD Ev- surprise, yeah. MD no, no, no. Hopeless. I thought I thought Grimshaw actually. He, I thought he looked all right. Yeah. I thought Grimshaw looked all right. Another thing that I, I really liked was uh, Ross Doherty absolutely volleyed somebody uh, <laughs> for no reason. Like, and I, I, and it was right in front of us. And I, at first, I was like, "What did he do that for? What an arsehole!" And then I thought, "We've got an arsehole uh, in our team." Good. I quite like that. Uh, uh, that was. There's only been back about a week, hadn't there? Like, it wouldn't have been that long. I think when that game happened, possibly. Yeah, possibly. I think the the. The main takeaway, or the first surprise when I showed up, was seeing the, the were keeper. I was like, "You can be." <laughs> After all the rumours and things I've saw in, in group chats, you're telling me that he's in the goal. Yeah. And then before I'd even assumed my position at the side of the pitch, he, he'd let him in. Albeit, it wasn't you can't blame him for it. It went right in the top corner. Nah, I'm not blaming it. It was Sheep's fault. He gave the ball what? Oh, I'm still blaming him because he doesn't move his feet quick enough. Can't but it went in the top corner. But it was, he was there. He in, was standing there. In comparison to what we saw against Livingston, against St Johnston at him, like it wasn't his fault. No, he not. Anyway, they beat uh, Queen of the South yesterday. Mm. Um, the most, well, I think the game you saw, it was complete change, 45 minutes, yes. half each. Yeah. Yesterday, a load of boys got an hour. Other boys got half an hour and then ran their bollocks after yeah. certain stats and whatever stuff. Um, a bit of a different change in the team, given that you know Jack Newman was in the goal to start with. There was no sign of Berigid in the play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rory got the last half hour here to be yeah. running his bollocks off on the side of it. I mean, it is pre-season, as we say. They play Motherwell on Tuesday, which might be some month, but it's now Motherwell, ahead of uh, what is the starter for the via play uh, games um, Spartans away mm-hmm. on Saturday the 15th we're then on the 
telly box for two games in a row. Park Thistle on the 18th, uh, that's the Tuesday at home, home to Peterhead on the Saturday, and then we're away to Falkirk on the telly box on the 29th. When the group draw was done... I'll not be the 29th, we're not doing the Carlisle that day. Tw- sorry, tw- it's the early, the 29th the Carlisle game, sorry. The 25th 20, or something. Yes. Um, you were... Desperate for like an Angus group, weren't you? Yes, I wanted <laughs> I wanted to travel no further than Montrose. I was looking for Arbroath for for Montrose yeah. United. Nah. Yeah. But that group on a whole? Well, you've got to be coming out of it. Got to be winning it. Yeah, yeah. But how many times have we said that? And how many times have we actually came out of it? A lot. Yeah, a few. Exactly. I think it was only Tom Courts that... <laughs> They got with the bloody group. You know, I think you're right, actually. Uh, no, well, there was there was oh, who was it? Was it McKinnon? I can't mind who the manager was, but we we went to Dens. We got we got Dundee in the group stage, drew with them, but bit them on penalties at Dens, and then the next round, because we had bit them, mm. they were I think we were seeded or whatever. So the seeded teams played away for him, oh, and we got Dundee at Dens in the bit where they put out. Uh, doesn't count as that it's of course it game. no it was a pre-season uh, yeah like we've got to be coming out of that group oh it's, that was the yeah I don't, I've, that was 17-18 we played Bucky Thistle away yeah that was it yeah <laughs> <laughs> cracking day at home. cracking day um, but yeah we've, we've got, never mind getting out of the group we've got to win the group yeah well, 100% yeah. 100% like Partick are I suppose they're a bit of an unknown uh, they finished the season very well, but ultimately disappointing. We've also stole a couple of their players. They've There's lost a their lot of players. Have went. Yeah, of course. The so boy Turner's away. Tiffany's away. Yeah. So um, you Cole, didn't you didn't know what they'll be. No, you didn't know what they'll be. Uh, Big dumpling up front can only go one way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll just like you, yeah, you've got to set you've got to set the the target high for that. You've got to be winning it. It's a, it is that simple to me. It's the cup. <clears throat> How many times do we sit here and say that United don't? You've got within the quadruple this year, and hats off to you. Well, but usually we can only do the double. That, well, that you've got to remember that was based on when I tell you we were you were desperate for what signed Danny Mullen. So no, never. <laughs> that, that day has never happened. And, and Billy Mackay. So yeah, we've got to you know you've got to put a marker down against Spartans. Mm-hmm. Um, no disrespect to them, but you've got to be beating them. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Plastic bitch. Even with a team of got. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think we'll hammer anybody, yeah. I just don't But workmanlike, get the job done. Well, that, you've just you've just got to get the job done. Yeah. yeah. And you would take that in these group stages. Yeah, of course. Because again, it's I like... Would, I, I would take that over the manager using it as a pre-season, an extended part of the pre-season. Yeah. Because that doesn't sit well with any of the fans. Like, changing players at the time I think he needs to aim towards getting a start in 11 yeah for... but I could see him changing I can't see him mixing up like I wouldn't say wholesale change. then I then I go one 11 one game and another two or three every game type yeah thing. of course of course keep everybody ticking over uh, well, which is not because again you do play I mean Saturday Tuesday Saturday yeah this early in the season so boys will be getting their well, they play Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday then the Saturday after that's doing a Carlisle yeah, that's then, a jolly and then <laughs> damn right and then the following week Friday night football away to Arbroath so we were invited along uh, to the business breakfast for the fixtures coming out um, and Paul's still raging there was no bacon rolls what, what, um, what? how could they know how bacon rolls was part of a breakfast pastries man 
Continental. That was to compliment the bacon rolls, surely. It's Continental. Continental. I thought we're still in Europe. I thought we were still in Europe. I thought we were still in Europe. Shorted with it. So, August. We're away to our both on the TV. Fourth. Home to Dunfermline on the 12th and then away to Air on the 26th. Yeah. I did get told what was on the 19th. That'll be the via play. That must be what it is. Um, That'll be the via play cup. So, two aways, one at home. Mm -hmm. It's it's a chance to put a marker down, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But it's also three dirty big banana skins. I think you can say that about every single game. Of course you can. Of course. I'm going to criticise the club's Twitter account because a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was, they put out uh, what fixtures stand out for you or what, what jumps out to you and then, then okay we're then. in the championship thanks to you boys <laughs> none of them jump out to me the end that we're, we're raising the flag at the end of the season when we've won the league will be the end I look forward to the mist the amazing thing is in that first month you've got two shitey pies on sale oh no you, re- you really done it you really do you really done it you've got <laughs> you've got an absolute winner first up uh, but like that it's going to be we're going to say it every week they're going to be hard games mm-hmm. like our broth they, they come into that like for their point of view I dare say nobody thinks that they'll win they get anything for that game it's a bonus it's incumbent upon us to go and take the game to them we kind of just sit back and try to hit our broth on the, on the break right? that's not going to wash we the three three and a half thousand fans that we'll take through there it's just it's not going to wash I'm I'm as a fan, I'm looking forward to going there because it's just doing the road. Mm, great same. pie. Uh, wow. Well, yeah, Friday night. Pie. Plus, I'm, in a way, I'm glad that it's we've got Arbroath away, out the way. Well, so no, early. In December. <laughs> well, we are there in January the 2nd, I think. Yeah. But at least one of them should be Touchwood. Otherwise, it should be all right. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it in that respect. But I'm absolutely no counting my chickens and thinking, oh, that's three points in the bag already. Yeah, we are both on the second. Uh, the Christmas time games are away to Queen's Park on the 23rd, home to Partick on the 30th. Uh, when you do look at it, you know, there's obviously September's quite a big month. We've got three home games in September, which is quite a massive thing. The flip side comes in April when you've only got the one home game. But if you're wanting to do anything, why not pin up the fixture list? Tell them home to part of Thistle in May means you get a longer summer holiday to yeah. get the job done. Yeah. And we usually win the league when we play them last, don't we? Good. Yeah. That's what I like. But yeah, it, it's going to be uh, you know, frustrating. I mean, when you look at the team, you know, Arbroath, Deferment, Air, Airdrie, Green Morton, Inverness, Queen's Park, Wraith, you know, um, Partick. It's, it's difficult. Obviously. And, and there will be a lot of fans that carry over frustration and anger for last season mm-hmm. it's just inevitable it's going to happen because we, we support Dundee United and in my opinion Dundee United shouldn't be in the championship mm-hmm. We and if we are it's because of mismanagement and things that have been done very very poorly uh, mistakes getting made all over the place but but this is where we find ourselves but again it adds to the, the pressure on the players that, that have mentioned earlier like there's going to be pressure on the players because there will be an expectation each and every week we could sit here and say oh both the way it's it's a hard game and it will be a hard game there's no doubt about it but I still expect to win like regardless if something's difficult or no I still expect it to get done Mm -hmm. 
So I, th- I think it's, it's, it's going to be a tough season uh, on a number of levels. And I really hope that we didn't shoot ourselves on the foot like we did last season. Uh, we've just got to be up for it. We, we've got to go into the games with a chip on our shoulder rather than Abdi else thinking, oh, they're United, they'll... And nobody's expecting us to get anything. We've got to find a way. We've got to find the discipline, the motivation to get ourselves up for every single game. Uh, and the, the sooner that we, we manage to hit the ground running, the better, because if it takes a few weeks or a couple of months to get into our stride... It's not going to be fun. And you tell me you've got boys that kick boys. I'm I'm here for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm here for that. And they'll be getting a date in a new strip. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's when, when I first saw it, I was like, eh, it's all right. But boys were like, no, it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, yes. And then it was released the day before we were at that bacon rollless breakfast. Uh, and we actually got to see it in the old... He's no better. Honest. The old boardroom at Tanadice. Yeah. And, and it is, it's a nice strip. Yeah, it is a nice strip. But, but I'm, but I'm kind of, I'm over it. Because it's because it it's a championship strip. That's what it is. So I'm still salty about the hill situation. I still got brown sleeves at least. No, I can't. I, I mean, I'm hoping that in the fullness of time, it is a championship winning strip mm-hmm. uh, because it is a really nice strip. And the quicker they get it out on sale, the sooner my wallet will be empty. Yeah, and uh, I believe it's Aria. So you pronounce it Aria. Okay. I believe. Well, somebody wants to tell them that you pronounce it. Tangerine. <laughs> well, not, yes, not I get that, and I think okay. they had they had a bit of fun with that and got around. I mean, they're so, Italian. You know? uh, if I want to pronounce area, area, I fucking will. <laughs> uh, so yes, there's a new strip uh, out, which I do think is magnificent. Uh, no away strip or goalkeeper strip yet. But then again, there's no goalkeeper putting it. So there we go. Um, the women's team, of course, are involved in a lot of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, got their fixtures released because they, of course, stayed up they, they in did, the yeah. end. They, they got the job done, regardless of how difficult it may have been. Did that take a couple of weeks longer than you thought it might? <laughs> it probably took took a wee bit longer than it should have, I mm. think. Yeah, I think even even the manager and maybe some of the players would say that as well. Like, I think there was missed opportunities, like... Two, two that I could think of that both games against Aberdeen at home they dominated the games and somehow found a way to lose long ball uh, <laughs> long ball merchant literally it was the bow the, the boss top. was he's a long ball merchant yeah eh? it was a bow at the top that done for them so uh, yeah it's it's good that they're there there's going to be I mean we've obviously saw on social media you've saw like Jade McLaren you've saw Lauren Perry who was the, the backup keeper technically last year due to injury and uh, and Ur Urwi ex star player Neve Guthrie, they they've all moved on to Montrose. Uh they're the newbies in the league. Yes, yes. So they've just been promoted. Uh so there's gonna be I would imagine there'll be a number of changes that as it stands, I'm sure that they must have goalkeepers, but obviously Fiona, uh the best goalkeeper in, in the country, obviously. I believe it was last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, she left the club and Lorne has moved to Montrose. So as it stands, they are keeperless. <laughs> and uh maybe Maybe we should have went keeperless uh, a couple of times last season, see how that worked out. But they're going to have to bring some names in, and they have brought in an Australian signing. Uh, I believe it's Emma McMurdo they signed. She's a midfielder, she's a young lass from Australia, uh, and hopefully she's better than the, the remaining Australian in the men's team. <laughs> uh, Graham Hartside, the uh, host Park Thistle at Gussie Park. Brian Graham. <laughs> on Saturday the 13th of August Pardon Sunday me. be a Sunday oh, it's a Saturday though. I'm just reading what it says is that right, right? I'm just, it's going to be a Saturday it's a Sunday like Sunday I could see it jeez but I'm just reading what was there um, 
and then they they'll play Hearts and Hibs, and then the uh, it's September the seventeenth they play the reigning champions Glasgow City. Mm. It was some end to the season for the women, wasn't it? It was it was class, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I got a lot of criticism. I got a lot of criticism online. Those oh, can you imagine? I think it was the game at Ibrox. It was Glasgow City v Rangers, and Rangers had to the Rangers women had to win. So they were basically throwing everything at it. Like it was, you're, you're in a injury time at the end of the game. It's nothing's up. Mm. They're, they're playing a flat back one, essentially. And Glasgow City broke on them, scored, won the league. Brilliant. Like if you're going to win a league, that's the way to win it. But then the criticism online after it was like, oh, if that was men's team defending like that. But you, but there's, you've, oh, you're you watching it. No, no, but you didn't obviously <laughs> see the context. Like Ranger, the Rangers had to score. Yeah. I didn't if they lost, it was the same as Durant. Like they had to score. Had to go for it, yeah. yeah, so they went for it. But yeah, it was it was fairly exciting into that to that league last season. So uh So remind us about the split. Mm-hmm. Because if you're looking at this fixture list, there's ten post split games. Yeah, yeah. It, it's completely different forever. So they they play each other twice, I believe, and then they split. Mm-hmm. And then at post split they play whoever's in their half of the league twice again, home and away. Uh, rather than what we do. Now, whether or not that's a better system, a worse system, I don't know, but it's different. For some reason, I don't know why it's different, but it's different. And is it, again, going to be a bit of a battle to make sure you stay out that playoff and stay up and get away from Montrose and the Aberdeens and all that? Yeah, I think it's it, it's always going to be difficult for a, for a club of uh, United women's size because there's, there's no real if any budget to do anything with player wise whereas like they're up against full time teams you know and some of them are they might not be like a full full time team but they'll have full time players and whatever so uh, of course it's difficult uh, you've just got to look at kind of hoping that Montrose struggle but then they've, they've nicked a couple of United's mm. good players you know Neve and Jade uh, especially uh, they contributed a lot last season and the seasons before so they're just going to hit a, there's going to hit be some good recruitment they're going to hit a do what they can do, and I mean, it sounds defeatist, but you're you're kind of you really are at, at this at the stage that the women's league is at. You really are just forget forgetting about the Celtic games, the Glasgow City games. Well, but you've the, said it before. There's, you loads cannot of, there's a compete. lot of money up there. You cannot. It's impossible. Like, and people will say, "Well, it's pointless." Then it's just impossible to compete. I'm just, it's just being realistic. Mm. Uh, it is defeatist, but it's realistic. Like anybody wanting to go along and watch these games, they're coming up against like full-time players, internationals, and like, these United have got Polish women, Fireys, like, carers. It, it's they're just it, it's a different level of, of opposition when they come up against these teams. Yeah, so they'll start uh, their campaign just over uh, a month's time. So plenty of time for uh, Graham Hart to add to that squad. Uh, the Community Trust have got a few things going on. They've got their summer camps, which are being held at New Beechwood Park. Uh, you can go there uh, Monday to Friday. Um, you've got week number three is the 17th to the 21st. Week four is the 24th to the 28th. Week five, 31st July to the 4th of August. And week six is from the 7th of August to the 11th. They're on from 10 till 3. It's 10 quid for a single day. You're five or for a half day. And you can get the full week for £50. You'll be able to meet some Dundee United players. You'll get complimentary Dundee United themed gift for all those who attend the full week. You can meet new friends and enjoy Dundee United themed 
days. All the details are online, dungeonitedct.co.uk. New Beechwood Park is the outdoor astroturf pitch uh, home to Lockie Harp. Uh, so they have got their um, classes on for the summer camps because obviously you'll be into the kids are off now and mm-hmm. you're trying to fill the summer and keep them entertained. And right, it's like a right laugh. It's a right laugh. <laughs> Thankfully, somebody invented a PlayStation and somebody <laughs> else invented an Xbox. So they're kind of took care of in that respect. Uh, uh, it's uh, Leo's going to one of the camps. He's going with Martin's young lad, Cameron. Uh, the, the week beginning the 24th I think so so Abdi I'll stand at your burns because they're hatchet men so well uh, Leo's a bum Cameron's got a great left foot on him uh, so if you see them just go through them pair of bums it's fine it's a pair of bums it's fine. It's <laughs> and the foundation obviously again this kind of links to the women's team mm-hmm. uh, a little bit as well is that members were asked to vote on the um, completing the Gussie part works. Now, you've mentioned this before, but they need like a stand and, and stuff like that to bring it up because the yeah. playing service is there, mm-hmm. but the stand and everything is needed. Yeah, yeah it, it's a requirement for to play your games in the top flight. You've got to have uh, a seated area for spectators and they got away with like a special dispensation last season because they were able to say look we, it'll be there mm-hmm. next season we're just up we didn't know we'd be co- they didn't know they would be coming up because they're on away with the, the first division yeah. as, it, as it is uh, so yeah that's going to get fitted over the well I think it's actually getting done just now actually. I think there's there's works going on just now but yeah that was that was a, a big vote that went forward uh, for the DUSF uh, I voted for it myself uh I know that the turnout was slightly lower than than some of the other. Seventy nine point nine percent. I mean, it's 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 still high, mm-hmm. but uh, I know that some of them have been like ninety odd percent. Yeah. So I I was personally glad that that got put through. As for Gussie Park itself, I think that the club have put the brakes on phase three. Yes. Because there was going to be units that were going to go around the stand with classrooms and offices, offices, and stuff and like that, yeah. whatever else. But obviously, yeah. because we shot ourselves in both feet and whatever else that you could shoot yourself yeah. last season things have had to change a little so yeah that, that'll be an improvement I'll hopefully get to, to park my arse on a couple of days <laughs> during the season I would still say I would suggest that they still need a wee concession stall because you get people because you, you're playing the likes of Celtic the Rangers they, these, they bring fans mm. <laughs> a surprise to, to some maybe but they, they do bring some fans you can get a couple of hundred of these games so People have travelled and they kind of get a cup of tea or, or whatever, so it's it's no ideal. That's but an interesting one then, isn't it? For something yeah. like that to just add to it. Um, Are you thinking of getting a burger van outside now? And I'll be there. Uh, there yeah. might not be any stock right enough. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically they're the plane service, perimeter fencing, um, you know, floodlights, mm-hmm. replacement goals, technical areas, toilets, yep. all that had to be... Mainly funded by the United Yeah, kind of great. And as part of the agreement that's been signed between the foundation and the club is that the Gussie Park Complex will be renamed mm-hmm. Foundation Park, yeah. which I think is pretty cool. It's fair enough. I'll probably always call it Gussie. It's always going to stick with that. <laughs> Mind when it was the GA, mm-hmm. it was Gussie. Yeah, but it's just a nice thing that, you know, the work that's gone into that. Yeah, of course, a, it's, a, it's a dolphin of the cup yeah, toward, exactly. towards the contributions. Um, if you want to get more details about Foundation, uh, if it's new to you or you haven't signed up, you need some information to usf.scot for that. Right, on this day... An association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006. Before we finish off today, 10th of July is our focus. Just signings and birthdays for you. you. you you've got, Johnny's got a really dusk. 
mischievous grin on his face just I, now. I just, he can something out, didn't I? We just like mentioning some of these players. Our two signings took place 22 years apart. The first was signed by Tommy McLean, went on to make 31 appearances, scored one goal. He was released two years later, signed on this day in 1998, Darren Patterson. Oh, God. He was a honking. Absolutely murder. <laughs> Can you mind him? I was hopeless. I'm seeing the older then. So, uh, he, he was never a football player. Terrible. <laughs> Next up is a current first team player. He has the unwanted fact of never being on the winning team. Brilliant. While playing for United. Granted, he's only played four times. Who is it? Signed, what, signed two, three years ago? He's played four times. He's only played four times in the first team, yeah. Newman. Correct. Newman. Jack Newman. Yeah. That's not a great start, is it? Not that's a great not, start. That's not what no. you, come on, Jack. <laughs> get yourself in the, in the sticks next Saturday and get winning. Birthday boys, then. Oh, they're birthday boys. First up, a man who only played for United for the grand total of four minutes. He was a sub against Celtic. He was at United for just one month. Francisco Ramirez is 47 today. <laughs> I can't mind, can't mind him at all. Four minutes. I'd have gave my... I'd have gave a kidney to play four minutes for United though, so yeah. the boy's done well. I could do loads in four minutes. <laughs> Next up's a player who came through the youth system at United. He went on to make 20 appearances, scored four goals. Happy 40th birthday today to Stephen O'Donnell. He played for Dundee as well, didn't he? Better known uh, for his time up there, yeah. yeah. But he started out at United, obviously. Yeah, he did. And uh, he was good at a free kick, if memory serves. Uh, but, but as I say, he played for Dundee, so I'm, uh, I'm not going to offer up any birthday wishes. Finally, a striker. Mm. Can he still play? He scored nay goals. <laughs> well, he's, he's a shoo-in. <laughs> in 12 appearances, this man was our very first cult hero. Oh. Born on this day, a happy 44th birthday today. <laughs> To Mavondo <laughs> Atangana. You tell me he's younger than me. Correct. Christ almighty. <laughs> that is a <laughs> kick in the plums, that is. But Mavondo is 44 today. Wow. I've scored a goal. No wonder. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> Never scored a goal. That doesn't surprise me. Anyway, that's it. Our first episode of the 23-24 season is done. Strap in, people. It's going to be a bit of a wild one. Mm-hmm. We're at Door Fox Podcast on social media. Do have a great week. Stay safe. And don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole. Mm-hmm.